and welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast, highlighting the stuff we've stepped in. Hopefully you wear shoes when you step in it, so you don't have to. I'm barefoot today. Yeah, she's not wearing <laughs> shoes, and it's quite stinky. Uh, my name is Sonidam, alongside somebody who is going to find out just how wrong she is Ooh. in Terre Haute Shiro. Hey guys, how are you? Okay, so last uh, episode was our 25th. We celebrated 25 episodes. I know to some people it's like no big deal, but for us it is, considering if you go back and watch the episode, you'll understand why 25 is a big deal, Yes, the way the show came together. Yes, This could be the divorce episode. <laughs> so we might be looking for new uh, co-hosts, <laughs> new shows. We might be a half a step. That's right. At the end of the show. No, so we're going to talk about something today, and I'll let Tara start the conversation, where we appear to be on opposite ends of the spectrum on a lot of it. Go. <laughs> that was a very short Passover. Yes. So we were discussing topics for episodes, and I said, let's just banter. Let's just have at it because there's a lot of discussion right now going on with this COVID-19 crisis, a lot of confusion, a lot of opposite viewpoints. So I said, let's just talk about it. Let's just go at it and see what happens. So just to give you some context, we are about two months into the lockdown, right? And uh, the country and many parts of the country is getting ready to open up within the week or the next uh, two weeks, we're going to start opening back up again. So this is causing a lot of um, bantering on social media, a lot of arguments with people, a lot of fear, a lot of, you know, just confusion, not really sure what to do. So we decided that we're just going to talk about it. We're just going to have a conversation and we just might, I think we are, we have opposing viewpoints on this one. Normally we are fairly compatible, but on this one, I think we are fairly not compatible. So we're going to, we're just going to jump in and talk about it. Yes. Yeah, so start with your wrong opinion and then I'll <laughs> let you know the right opinion. See, and then starting we'll go from there. off by saying I'm wrong is probably not the right way to start off. So I, you know, the whole, let's just start with the masks, right? Right. We, so people are not working and there are um, many aspects of this, but one of them is this whole idea of the mask. So I've been seeing on the news that the airlines are just now requiring, some of them are just now requiring their flight attendants to wear masks. They're requiring their passengers to wear masks. They're trying to decide how far to go if somebody doesn't want to wear a mask. Um, I heard that the airlines were having to restructure their rules so that they could require someone to wear a mask on flight before they get on the plane. Um, there are debates going on whether or not we need to wear masks in public, whether or not we need to wear it at work. Certain parts of the country are making people do it. Other are not. New York, um, they just raised their fine to $1,000. Um, here in Los Angeles, they're not imposing fines on us, but they're saying, you know, wear the mask in public. So then there's this whole debate within just the mask part. <laughs> so I'm saying, yeah, we should wear the mask. But as I was out exercising yesterday, I was not wearing a mask. And somebody <sighs> asked me, he was wearing a bandana and he said, where's your mask? And I said, I cannot breathe. I can't breathe. Like if I'm, when I'm at work and I have a mask on, I literally have to pull it away from my nose and hold it out like this. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can see, but I have to hold it out like this away from my face just so I can get a breath and have the conversation. Now I wear the mask mm -hmm. the whole time I'm there, but I have to keep pulling it away from my face so I can breathe. There's no way I can wear a mask when I'm exercising. Right. There, like, there's just no way. 
So, but I do wear it. I do think that it is beneficial to wear a mask when we are out in public, when we are around other people, there was a, um, a gentleman at work the other day. I was wearing a mask. He was not. He just happened to be angled a certain way in the sunlight. And I could see the spittle coming from his mouth as he talked. And I was like, ooh, okay, There's there. that's why we need to wear a mask. Okay. Just real quick, and I'll let you finish. But if he, if that's his way of talking all the time, then he should wear a mask all the time because there's other germs out there that you could get. Right. There's other flus, there's other illnesses, there's other sicknesses that you can get. So to me, the whole thing comes down to reason and, and logic. So do you think that it's okay to spread? Like, we don't have a vaccine for this COVID-19, right? So is it okay to spread something that we have no vaccine against? Or is, and it is okay to, well, we, to spread something like the flu that we... Yeah, we do it every year with the flu. Right. Every year we spread the flu around and every year... The consequences of that are people getting sick. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, people do lose their life with seasonal flu. Mm -hmm. um, and to so, give again, context: about fourteen thousand per year die of the flu. I've read, and we're at sixty thousand so far in the well, COVID. See, see, again, that's where the interesting part comes because numbers can be manipulated to fit anything. Statistics can manipulate, be manipulated to fit any argument. Because I've seen people quote upwards of 56,000 people die of the seasonal flu every year too, up mm -hmm. to. It just depends on how bad it is. Is that worldwide or is that just no, in the just United in America, States? From yeah. what I've seen. Now, again, I, I reserve two things first before I continue. One, I always question the source. Mm -hmm. And two, if you're getting your information from just one source, then that's problematic. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what source it is. If it's one source, and if you're watching cable news, right there, you've got a problem. Mm -hmm. You need to go beyond what you're told in the headlines and what you're, and you need to go beyond what you're told basically on social media. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you got to take it all into consideration. And that's what I try to do. I try to look at all of it. So what do you think about the argument where so, people, because I've started seeing people post on social media, I'm wearing a mask because it's the right thing to do. The government is not controlling me. They're not, and so... Because there are people that say that we don't need to wear right. a mask and it's a bunch of, you See, know, fooey. So where do you fall? I fall in the standpoint that it should be up to an individual if they want to wear the mask or not. Tara wanted us to wear masks during the show. I said, no. I did not. I said, we're not wearing masks. I draw the line. No. Um, no, because, because here's the thing. Because, again, it gets to the point where it becomes ridiculous. For example, the fear has been instilled in people so much that I see them driving in their car by themselves wearing a mask. That I do not understand. And that's what we've gotten to. Yeah. We've gotten to the irrational fear, and we've talked about irrational fear in past episodes, where people are getting to the point where if they don't conform, or you see someone that doesn't conform, you have to then take it upon yourself to attack that person. I know somebody who was getting out of a car mm -hmm. and was at home, pulled up, got out of the car and was going to walk into the home. Mm -hmm. And some lady came from across the street, mm -hmm. more than six feet away, invaded the six foot rule mm -hmm. and started yelling at the guy. Because he wasn't, because wearing, he wasn't a wearing a mask. Right. Where's your mask? You should be wearing a mask, blah, blah, blah. Okay. First of all, he was in a car. And second of all, he was walking into his place of residence and you now came all the way and violated everything. Right. Second, take for example, a story out of New Jersey where a guy crashed his car and they figured that he might have asphyxiated wearing a mask, couldn't breathe. Like you said, you couldn't breathe when you exercise. Right. And he probably passed out and crashed. So again, when you take a look at the logic, logic and reason behind somebody, uh, something, there's no reason that if you're in the car by yourself, you should wear a mask, first of all. But no. we've gotten to the point where people are so afraid of either A, 
getting sick or B, somebody attacking them and judging them for not wearing it, that they're going to wear it, which causes additional issue. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that, that the government should not have the mandate to wear um, the mask? Or do you think there's a benefit to the mask? Or do you think... You no, know, I don't think there is a benefit to the mask per se, because here's another reason. Every year, because we're taking something that we really don't know a lot of, and I understand there's fear and panic, but again, I think the fear and panic has been hypersensitive, uh, hypersensitive and people are reacting to something that a few years down the road, we're going to look back on and be like, oh, we all overreacted. Because when SARS came about, mm-hmm. we did not have this. We did not have, and more people died because of SARS than we are right now in this uh, uh, COVID-19. And so we take a look back at other things that went on and people just did not care. So why, where was this panic back when SARS was killing 100,000 people? Where was this panic when SARS was going around um, and any other illness that goes around? And so that's the thing is why now and why all of a sudden is it so politicized and why is it now all of a sudden where people are snitching on other people and getting rewarded for it? Mm-hmm. And then you have people who aren't even a part of normal society making these decisions and they can't relate to the common person. Example. Okay, well, the politicians, mm-hmm. you know, the politicians are out there making decisions based on, so in the, in the mask business, okay, so they want us all to wear masks, but yet we see them at times not wearing one. Mm-hmm. We see them out and about, not social distancing, not staying home. Now, I know they're, they're, they have to do their thing, but again, they're not, it doesn't, it, it never impacts the people that are making these decisions yeah. that, and, and, the, and the health risk, we don't know, because at first it was don't wear a mask because mm-hmm. it's not going to be beneficial. Right. Now it's like we get fined $1,000 for wearing one, and then you mention the airports and the airlines, and you have to wear one, but then we're still within six feet of each other, and here's the other thing. Like you mentioned, we're two months into this thing. Mm-hmm. Why are we now just wearing masks on airlines? Why all of a sudden now? Yeah, exactly. That was my Timing. question too. Like why why are, are the flight attendants just now required to wear them? Why are the people just now? Well, there's certain states. I've seen on my Facebook people in other states saying we are just now, you know, being required to wear it. And now who's making them and where can I get them? And here in LA, we've been required for a couple of weeks now. Right to wear the mask, so I don't understand the ripple of the the ro- slow rollout. You know, if they're going to say it, then they should probably say it nationwide, right? That isn't that how it's effective, but but see, it also goes to the fact that again, the timing of it. If it was so bad, then this should have been done immediately when the outbreak and the pandemic. Took I, well, place. I think I think. But we're told there so was much. The, there was a decision because they were afraid that we would all buy the, the types of masks that the medical people need. And so if they said everybody needs to wear a face mask and then and then the supply goes away. Now the nurses and the doctors and the people that really need them wouldn't have them there. were So I think that was the original so that we wouldn't take up that supply. And now we're making them. And now. But see, it's still too late because, again, how many people have been exposed in that time? Right. When we could have been wearing masks and now we're not. And that's the other thing. We don't know. So am I, let's say I'm one that was, that maybe had it. Because here's again the other thing. There were some people that I was around back in December and early January that were really sick. Mm-hmm. And they went to the doctor and the doctor had no idea what it was, but just thought it was the flu. Mm-hmm. One of those things, well, you got the symptoms and it's probably just a strain of the flu. And so they're thinking that they might've had this because there's similar symptoms and this thing started back in December. So they're thinking they might've had this COVID-19 and I was around them. So let's say I'm around them, but I didn't have any symptoms. And so now I'm come and gone and I'm not recovered. So why am I now impacting my entire life for something that I'm naturally immune to now? 
Because you could be a carrier. But they don't know that. Just right. like anybody could be a carrier. Right. For we don't know that. So, so until we can get a vaccine and we have to take every precaution. And so if you have the antibodies, you might personally not, might not get it, but you could infect somebody else unknowingly. So by you not wearing a mask, you could be infecting other people. Yeah. But unknowingly. That can, again, that can go with anything because the vaccine may or may not work. You know, we're putting faith in something that is so unknown and we're altering our lives so much so that for the unknown. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I do the courtesy of putting on a bandana when I go into the store. So one day I go into the store and I literally, literally wanted to pick up two items. Mm-hmm. I was going to be in and out in five minutes. Mm-hmm. The logistics of the store and the way they ran their checkout system now due to this mm-hmm. kept me in the store for 30 minutes. I should have been in and out in five. No self-checkout. They only had one checker open, and there was a long line, and we're in the store. So to me, the logistics of being in that store for an extended period of time than what I needed to exposed me far more than anything else because I could have been in and out. So how do you think, like, in regards to the masks and the social distancing in the stores and the logistics, how, how how would you like to see it? Well, I think, I think if it's recommended, if people that want to wear it can, and if people don't, don't, because again, we don't really know the benefits of it. We don't know the benefits of anything because it's not proven. And people are just speculating. We thought, according to the models, 2 million people were going to die from this thing. Mm -hmm. We were wrong. We thought X amount of people were going to get it. We were wrong. We still don't know a lot about it. So I understand taking the precautions. But again, are we really going beyond the precautions because somebody and a group of people, whoever they might be, have been wrong about this the whole time are telling us what to do? I mean, I don't want to get political, but, you know, the doctor dude, Fauci, he was all up there at the beginning of this whole thing saying that it's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Now, all of a sudden, he says we can't do anything for the rest of our lives because we're going to die if we go outside. And so they're flip-flopping on their message. Mm -hmm. And so, again, if they were wrong the first time with, okay, don't worry about the coronavirus because it's not going to bother you, and now they're saying, oh, you're going to die. Well, he was wrong the first time. He's probably wrong the second time because we're not seeing the the extent of the harm that it's doing. Now, again, don't get me wrong. Any one person getting sick is a bad thing. Any one person dying is a bad thing. But you're still dealing with the numbers. Again, you go back to the numbers and you're dealing with 0.001%, 0.002%, mathematically insignificant numbers. And so are we really affecting the entire population for something that mathematicians would say is mathematically insignificant? Well, if the numbers are people, representing people, I would say that they're, that they're not... But see... The people are significant and, they they're, are. and we're... I don't know that we can look at, I mean, we look at numbers to gauge things, to decide how, you know, what resources to, to throw at it. But I don't think that we can look at it specifically just as a number because there's people behind those numbers. There's sure. family, there's 60,000 so far sure. that have passed and they're not insignificant by any means. And I also think that, that my personal feeling is that, um, you know, we're getting ready to open up much of the country and I'm thinking that, from here until the end of the year is going to be crazy town in the United States. That's my thought because there's not a vaccine and the virus has not gone away and people are frustrated. So we're going to go back to work. People are like, I think the government is controlling me. So therefore I'm not going to listen. I'm going to do what I want. I'm not going to wear a mask. 
and we're all going to come back together and then the virus is going to spread and get worse and then um, there's going to be way more than 60,000 people by the end of the year um, simply because there's no way to stop it at this point. You know, like the mumps, the, the flu, the chicken pox. I mean, we have vaccines for all kinds of things, right? But we don't have a vaccine for this and it is like it's not going to go away on its own it's not going to just die out on its own so if it's still around and we come back together and we're not um, all working as a team then I do think the numbers are going to get way worse and I do think that flu season is going to be a nightmare because you're going to have the regular flu on top of COVID so yeah I think it's going to be a mess by the end of the year that's just my but see, according to that thought process, then the rest of our lives, we need to wear masks. No, I didn't social say that. Distance. No, but by that thought process, just in general, mm-hmm. because again, we get a flu shot, but then every year we have to get a flu shot. Why do we have to get a flu shot every year? Because the old flu shot isn't working this year. Yeah, so that means every year we have to now get a COVID shot because the, 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 fl- the, the strain that's coming in the fall might be different. Mm-hmm. So now we're working on a vaccine that isn't going to protect us in the, in the future. The other thing, too, is that um, when you're talking about some of this stuff, you mentioned, you know, the civil liberties and things like that. It does come into it. It does, it does uh, play a part in it, I do believe. And I think that's something that can't be just dismissed because there are certain things. For example, in L.A., um, you know, 3.7 million people lost their jobs. And, you know, when the first of the month comes around and they can't pay rent, they can't buy food. They can't do the things, pay their bills, and they've got creditors coming at them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a real thing, mm-hmm. and it's not affecting them, mm-hmm. okay? So how are we then going to be able to address those people with, okay, so again, a death and people getting sick, not good. But then again, how can we infringe upon 3.7 million people that are going to be displaced, financially ruined, businesses gone, because we're dealing with something that we don't know that much about. And so therefore we're going on complete lockdown and demanding all these things that we don't know about that in the future might may or may not be relevant. Because again, we don't know what the future is going to be like. They're just speculating. They speculated 2 million people was going to die from this. And we're not even anywhere near that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we're dealing but with, do you think that that's because there have been lockdowns? Because no, because they include, social- I, I listened to two people and two people included in their models. They included social distancing and all the precautions, mm-hmm. even with all the precautions, it still came down to 2 million people. And that's mm-hmm. why they were so adamant on social distancing right away. And that's why they were so adamant on, um, on why they thought that the hospitals and things were going to get so overrun because in the models it included the social distancing mm-hmm. and things like that. Well, in New York, that certainly is playing out. Like they're completely mm-hmm. overrun. They're completely. Yes, sir. They're, I mean, they're right on top of each other mm-hmm. in New York. It's very difficult to social distance in New York. So it has been a hot mess over there. Um, well, it doesn't help that you have people tell them that's no big deal. Come out to, you know, Chinese new year and stuff like that and celebrate in the, in the middle of the pandemic. Cause there were some irresponsibility going on by the part of the leaders of the cities too. I mean, we had one, you know, lady up in San Francisco saying, come to Chinatown. It's everything's okay. And that was like February 24th. So, okay. So you said that our civil liberties are being affected and how do we tell people not to do things? But now you're saying people didn't, they disregarded it. Right. And they did the Chinese new year. And so they came together and they're not wearing masks and now everyone is sick. So I, I'm confused. Because, okay. Which, which the is The clarification it? is this. The leaders that are now telling us that we need to wear masks, social distance, and basically stay at home, 
were the same leaders that were telling us, come to Chinatown and celebrate Chinese New Year, or come to Chinatown, come to New York, come hang out, come to Mardi Gras, whatever. So and so they were the ones that the were wrong. The of, of New York is saying come to Okay, so basically, I don't want to put or? out names, but Nancy Pelosi, because I don't want to be political, but she was the one, February 24th, that was in San Francisco, Chinatown, saying, come to Chinatown, the coronavirus is no big deal, we're all safe, we're going to have a good time, come to Chinatown. Mm -hmm. And then the Bay Area got hit. Mm -hmm. Now she's saying... We need to stay home. We need to do this. We need to do that. You can't have it both ways. Okay, so do you think that she learned something from that and say, oh, shoot, that was a mistake and we need to keep people apart? No, I think she's just trying to save her political career. I think she doesn't care. Okay. So, okay, so I can't so, use her as an example, to be honest. Okay, so for her, like, okay, so let's take her out of the picture. So well, let's, you, but let's say, so let's say that, that um, San Francisco celebrated the Chinese New Year. Right. And then they all got sick. So just that alone, regardless of who told them to do either one and she can't have it both ways. I agree. But I mean, maybe she learned something from it. But <clears throat> even taking her out of the equation, the fact still is, is that after they were all together, not wearing masks, the virus blew up and everybody got sick. But there's no. Yes. And I agree that you can <laughs> learn from things and adjust behavior. But there's no correlation between if everyone was wearing a mask, would it be the same thing? We don't have that information. See, there's no, there's no right. so proof you, saying that so the masks are think, helping. So don't you think that it would behoove us to at least try a precaution? Because, because obviously being together without a mask didn't work. They all got sick. It blew up. In those up. instances, yes. Right. So therefore, um, we need to like, okay, we need to at least try a mask or at least try to keep people together or at least try to lock down because obviously being together without a mask it didn't work it spread the virus and, and it blew up so therefore we have to do something we don't know if the mask will work but we have to try we don't know if, if six feet apart is going to work but we have to try we don't know if the lockdown is going to work but we have to try because coming together and being in a large group obviously spread the word spread the disease and blew up so i mean i don't i don't know how we can say like um that coming together, like acknowledging that coming together and, and allowing the disease to spread and then saying, well, people shouldn't be telling us to not come together and taking away our civil liberties. That that's the part that I'm looking at and saying, well, we can't have it both ways because I, yeah, people are losing their jobs, but if we come together and I don't have the answer, I, I feel horrible. Like for, for we're on the essential list. And so I'm in the group that, um, I'm not being affected, um, financially. And I, half of the people in Los Angeles right now have are on the essential list. So 50% of the people in LA are still working. We're one of them. Um, I don't know what it feels like to not be able to pay the rent or to not be able to pay, you know, the bills because we still have our job. So I get it. I understand that I'm coming from a perspective that I don't is different and that I don't understand the other side of it. I totally get that. So therefore I don't have an answer of what we should do of like how we should open up and how we should get people their money and how we should handle this virus. But the basic principle that if we're together and not wearing masks blows everything up, then how can, on the other hand, that we can say that, well, then they shouldn't be telling us to stay apart because that's taking away my civil liberty. And why should I have to listen to them? And, and they're controlling me and I'm, I have to wear a mask and I don't want to. Like, I, to me, that's double speak. Like, you can't have it both ways. All right, let me flip the, uh, flip the script. So you're an essential. Some things are deemed non-essential, like salons. Mm -hmm. So why can't we open salons and have the, uh, the beauticians and the stylists wear masks and gloves? 
we go to the grocery store. That's what they're thinking about doing. But but so, because so who deemed is, an essential and who deemed a non-essential? Well, is the, is another thing. So did we say this is essential? Why this is non-essential? Why? But yet grocery stores, why didn't we just say, okay, if grocery stores can have masks and gloves and partitions, then why can't these other businesses that have been closed? Well, because when they're a salon is like right over your shoulder. There's no you can wear a mask. You can wear a mask, yes, but there's no way to be six feet apart. It's half of the equation. Okay. So so just to make it clear, um, because we've mentioned several stuff, I'm using brown hairspray. I'm not going to the salon. I'm getting ready to file my nails off. I'm not going to any underground places i'm respecting the the rule but um there there's these questions that we can get stuck in in the weeds all day long i I don't know i don't know what the answer is because it's not just that people want to go to the salon and feel good it's that the salon needs money to survive that issue the restaurant needs money to survive um the you know there's all kinds of services um i guess i'll be more transparent i wasn't going to but i'll just go ahead and say this as well um we have a cleaning crew that comes in every couple of weeks here. Um, I told them to stay home because it's not safe, but I'm still paying them. I'm still sending them a check because I feel bad. It's like, I don't want to cut them off. And, and now my house is gross because <laughs> I'm not much of a house cleaner. I'm doing the best I can, but when they come back, it's going to be like, ah, <laughs> did you not do anything when we were gone? But I'm still paying them because I, I, I don't want them to, I don't know if their other clients are, I have no clue, but we, we have to do what we can, but I don't understand this. Like the government's trying to control me and the government's taking away my civil liberties. I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's a, such a difficult such because how do you, like, I know people that have my, um, one of our friends, moms has been in the hospital for six weeks with COVID. She like was on the deathbed on a ventilator she was on kidney dialysis all kinds of stuff and now she's going to be in rehab for another month she just went through a horrible thing with the COVID-19 another friends um died the the father died of COVID-19 three of the four sons were in the ICU I believe on ventilators because they were all sick and the cousins so how do you then like I don't I don't have an answer I'm just talking out loud like this is a how can we say that we can just do nothing? Well, I think it goes back to first things that we talked about. People like to think it's black and white and there's so much gray. Right. In the right. area. And that this is I agree. Area. I totally agree. But here's another thing. Okay. So there are hospitals that are closing down. There are nurses that are getting furloughed doctors because regular medicine isn't being conducted. Mm-hmm. So you have people with diabetes and other health issues that are suffering. Okay. Right. Cancer. I heard last night on the news that the cancer surgeries so there was a lady waiting for um, mm-hmm. double mastectomy because she has cancer in her body, and that surgery has been on hold yeah. for. See again, so now okay, so you have those people that are affected by COVID, which is a terrible thing. But now you have people that are affected by other things that are being not treated. Mm-hmm. Okay, take all the um, alcohol sales. We kind of joke about the fact that I enjoy beer, but alcohol sales have increased like fifty, sixty percent. Mm-hmm. Domestic violence has increased. Yes. 
So there's all these other issues. Yes. So again, where do you draw the line with the government tells us to stay home and now I'm staying home with an abusive spouse mm-hmm. and I'm forced to stay there. Otherwise I might get fined a thousand dollars if I break away mm-hmm. um, or I'm with an alcoholic and all he does is go and drinks mm-hmm. and drinks the little bit of money that I have away mm-hmm. and I don't have anything because I'm using my savings because I can't work. Mm-hmm. You see, so again, that's where the, the gray area comes into play. People want to say, oh, we have to shut everything down because of COVID. But then that opens up all kinds of other issues issues that we don't think about. We don't think about a guy trying to exercise or driving a car wearing a mask, passes out, crashes, and kills a bunch of people. Now, I'm not saying he did in this case, I think, uh, but that's a realistic thing because we've seen people asphyxiate or kind of pass out. You mentioned at one point that you like to go running, but you can't wear a mask because um, you can't breathe, mm-hmm. you know, and yet people yell at you and it's like, come on, common sense says that you can't breathe wearing a mask and you're exercising. So now should you not exercise because people think you should wear a mask and you can't wear a mask because you might pass out because you can't breathe. Mm-hmm. See, it starts to become this revolving thing of illogical behavior because you can't, you can't put it in a black and white situation and we do have to take precautions. We can learn from things, but we, but the initial thing was flatten the curve because we don't want to inundate hospitals because we don't have the capacity. Hospitals are shutting down. The ship, the, the COVID ships in New York and L.A., they went home, didn't need them. And the, respirator, uh, the respirators that we all frantically you know, went about creating so the hospitals can buy and New York can have, they're selling them off to other things because they don't need them. And so, again, at what point do we still kind of keep America hostage, so to speak, over something that – unfortunately is affecting people, but fortunately is affecting a small amount of people, a very small percentage of people. But I think in that scenario, when you say, how can we do, how can we take all of these measures for something that we just don't know? The don't know could be positive or negative. So in your scenario, the the outcome is more on the positive side than the negative. We have 60,000 deaths so far as opposed to 2 million. So that looks like it's more on the positive side. But we also don't know, and it could have gone the other way. And so we have to do something because you're right. We don't know. We don't know if that number is going to bear out. We don't know if from here until December, because now that we're all coming back together, it could blow up all over the United States, honestly, right? Because people are mad. People don't want to wear the mask. People want to get together and go out. They want to go all over the place. And so based on that San Francisco thing, you know, when they all got together and then everybody got sick, um, I can see that happening. And so we might have the numbers. We just don't, you're right. We do not know, but it's a positive or a negative. And so it could fizzle out, which I don't understand how it could fizzle out, but it could, or it could get worse. And then in the fall, we really could have a disaster because now we've got the flu and the COVID and people were running around all summer long and getting together and now everybody's getting sick and is blowing up. So I don't think that we can just not do anything. No, we have to do something. But again, okay, let's take it out of, in this context, why don't we want people out and about because we don't want them to get sick? Let's take all cars away because we have a lot of traffic fatalities. Traffic fatalities rival just about anything else uh, in society when it comes to non-medical um, illnesses. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So let's go back to the horse and buggy because we have too many people dying in car crashes. Mm -hmm. Uh, we let's take away alcohol, go back to prohibition because too many people are drinking, causing cirrhosis of liver. My grandfather, he drank for 50 years and his death was a result of his alcoholism. Mm -hmm. So at what point then do we get uber crazy and start taking away all the other things we didn't? I think the difference is because the, everything that you just mentioned has been metabolized. We have a structure to try and keep those under control. And we do not have a structure. We have not metabolized um, COVID-19 and we do not have a structure to keep it under control. That is the difference. So you talk about drunk driving. We've instituted laws. We've instituted as a lot of things, you know, traffic accidents. That's the whole point of the, um, the national um, traffic and safety um, whatever that yeah, the NTSB. The, yeah and so they do these crash tests every year and they give ratings to certain cars and they say you know the side impact the front impact you know the airbags the airbags are getting more sophisticated now it's basically a bubble that explodes on certain cars that, you know when you get into a crash and so we are taking a lethal weapon of a car right and we know that there are traffic accidents but we are getting involved in those accidents, understanding why the accidents are happening, and then fortifying the cars so that when there is an accident, it's not as bad so that we can save lives. And you could give me every example that, and, and that's what we're doing. And we're doing it with cancer. We're doing it with drugs. We're doing it with all kinds of things that caught, you know, electricity in the homes, people, um, you know, houses burned down. We used to put candles on Christmas trees. Now it's Christmas lights. Like every time there's a disaster, we come up with a structure and we come up with a system in order to lessen the impact that it has on our lives. We haven't done that yet with COVID. That's the difference. And we are trying to figure out that structure. And we, you and I mentioned the flu. I never get the flu shot. I don't like the flu shot. I don't, I'm not an annual flu person. I don't like putting that stuff in my body, but but it has a benefit. It's only good for 50% of the people because the flu shot is based on last year's flu. So they, we have the flu and we're like, oh, let's get a vaccine. So they come out with a vaccine. And by the time they come out with it, we're into the next generation of the flu. And so it only works for half of the, half of the cases of the flu. So now we could say, is that ridiculous? Or should we say, okay, that 50% is, is working and it's keeping it down so that the numbers don't get out of control. That's a structure that is put in place in order to manage and metabolize these horrible things. Plane crashes, like it's, you could name anything. We haven't done that with COVID. We haven't got, so once we have a structure in place that we can, we can metabolize it and that we can manage it in a way that it's not out of control, that, that we can say, okay, here's a vaccine and it's working to keep the numbers down. And we're going to keep working on that structure to keep the numbers down, just like we did with the measles and typhoid and everything else. Then we can rest a little bit. And then and then we will assimilate this new death machine, just like we have heart disease and cars and everything else, right? We've assimilated a lot of death in and into our lives. And, and there's more of a chance of us dying in a car accident than there is this COVID right now. Right. But yet we still get in the car and go on the freeway. Why? Because we've metabolized it because we've internalized it. There's a structure. It's predictable. We know what's going to happen. We know what can prevent it. There's a lot of things that are under our control. We cannot speed. We can all kinds of things that are in our control. Right. COVID doesn't act like that yet. It's not in our control. 
And so we, that, that's why there's this fear. That's why there's hysteria. That's why everybody's scrambling and trying to figure this out. That's why nobody has answers. And we're like, try this, try that. I don't know if this works. I don't know if that works. But what you're seeing right now is the beginning part of a structure that will be put in place to metabolize this new threat. And then once it's metabolized, then things are going to go back to normal. Things are not going to go back to normal until that happens. They're just not. And so that's why I'm thinking that from here until December is going to be crazy town in the United States because we're all opening back up and they showed a map on the of, of the United States last night that like the majority of the country has like 300 plus cases in the majority of the states right New York is off the charts at like 300,000 or something California had like 10,000 ish they had different colors for different states and and I said okay I'm guessing that by December it's going to all be red because we're all getting back together again because we haven't we haven't metabolized it and figured out a structure to contain it not that it's going to go away but it's just not contained yet and so we're all like "Ooh, my civil liberties okay well uh, fine go back to we need to get people money I agree I don't know how to I don't have the answer but we are in the beginning stages of metabolizing and figuring out the structure to keep it under control see the premise though of a lot of that is based on the fact that there's a presumption that a vaccine will be made why we have a vaccine for pretty much everything. So we, why but we don't know? Why wouldn't there be and a then, vaccine for COVID? Well, there isn't one right now. So Not yet, you can because assume, we haven't but, had it yet. But you don't know if it's going to work. And if it does, um, just like other day, okay, there isn't a cure or a vaccine for HIV. There's ways to control it. Right. But there's no cure. And yet that doesn't keep people from having, you know, risky sex. Right. But there's a structure there to control it. There's but still, a, we're still condoning the... Uh, and, and the traffic, like all those things with cars and everything, you're still condoning an activity that would call, could lead to death. Yes. And so with the, and so the only thing that makes it not okay is there's no structure to justify why we're getting back together. There's no structure mm -hmm. to say it's okay to get back together because we have this in place and we're still going to lose people and people are still going to die, but there's a structure in place to allow for the justification of this. That's the sucky part of life. Yeah, and that's, and that's what we don't have. And see, and that's where I think that the cost for those that want to stay home, let them if they want to. Because again, you're still at risk at life for every other thing. Mm -hmm. And even though you do have the structures for um, the cars and all that stuff that you mentioned there's still people dying. And if one death is too many and one death is preventable, take away the car. And that's the same with COVID. Until if you're going to say a vaccine, which you may not take, would you take the vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine, if it came out? Would you, you don't want the flu shot, but would you take the vaccine for the COVID-19? I thought about that. See, people won't. And, and I won't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't See? know because I'm not, but that's, but that's okay though, because half of the people will. And but that's so, what controls it. So, so is it my response? I would have to, I would have to seriously think about that. I don't, I, I don't have an answer for that right now. See, and then the other thing too is um, then, you know, and there's some rumblings. And I don't know how true they are or not, but there's some rumblings about having a card that says you're vaccinated or not. Mm -hmm. Now that starts getting into scary stuff. Or if you have um, the, the antibodies. Now that gets into scary stuff because we don't have to look too far in history, 80 years until you started, you know, tagging people with a, a label. So I don't want the vaccine. Because mm -hmm. I don't trust it. Mm -hmm. You don't take the flu. So if someone, if, if they, if you do not take the flu and they give you a, a, a scarlet F mm -hmm. on your uh, lapel because you didn't take the flu vaccine, mm -hmm. now you're ostracized. Now you can't go into stores. Now you can't do things because you did not get the flu shot. Mm -hmm. So now you're going to be pressured into taking the flu shot. 
and see, and that's where the liberties come in because you're now conditioning a society to do something. Otherwise, if you don't do this, you can't do this. You don't want to take the flu shot for your reasons, Mm -hmm. whatever those are. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. You just don't want to take the flu shot. And I'm fine with that. I'm, I could still be with you mm-hmm. during flu season and do the podcast mm-hmm. and I'm not worried about getting the flu. Mm-hmm. I may get it. You may get it. You may give it to me, but I'm not concerned with that. Mm-hmm. But you don't want the flu shot. So now we take that same thought to COVID. People aren't going to take the COVID vaccine. So now is it a mandatory? And now you're infringing upon people that way. B, they don't want to take it, so you ostracize them with the scarlet C because mm-hmm. they didn't take the vaccine or the mm-hmm. scarlet V, non-vaccine. And so now people can't go into stores and stuff and do things and participate because they haven't had the vaccine. Well, it's the so same now you start, as, you start getting down that slippery slope. Now, it's the same as when you go to college. Like, you have to have certain vaccines or you can't be enrolled in that college. And there's a whole thing on that, too. So, I'm, you know, I vaccinated my um, children. I would do it again with all of the... Um, the measles, the mumps, the rubella, the chicken pox, the, they had all the vaccines, right? And I would, and if I had a young one, again, I would do the same. I would have them vaccinated. Um, I, I don't do the flu shot because it, it's, it's like a 50, 50 crap shoot, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know with the COVID mm-hmm. I don't and know that, what that, and that's the thing. You're, you're, right. you're, there's so the much. The measles and the chicken yeah, pox, those are proven. like, those are proven to be effective pretty much 100%. Mm-hmm. Like you take the vaccine, you're not going to get it. The flu, the flu shot is 50-50. Mm-hmm. You might still get, you might get sick from the shot or you might still get the flu because it's an ever-changing, ever-evolving disease and the same with COVID. And so whether or not I uh, I personally would get it, I think the the argument is half of the people will whether I'm a part of that half or not, half of the people are going, and it will, um, the numbers will go down. It will contain it somewhat because we do have something available. I think we're a year or two out from that because it has to be tested and, you know, all kinds of stuff. But, um, yeah, I, but I, but just because I personally don't know that I would take it and just because I personally don't take the flu shot doesn't mean that we shouldn't have a flu shot or that we shouldn't have a COVID ID or COVID-19 shot. We, we still should have one and it does contain the population or because control it somewhat. It's still a structure that needs to be put in place. But see, in the next year or two, if it takes two years to get a vaccine and we stay at this rate of what we're doing for the next two years, there won't be a country. And that's a whole different political conversation, but we can't. You're talking about economically. Yeah, economically. Yeah. Because again, yeah. in LA County where mm-hmm. we live, 3.7 million people in the span of two months have lost their job. Mm-hmm. How are we going to sustain that? We mm-hmm. we pay things through taxes. Mm-hmm. If we're not making money, we're not getting we're not you know on taxes. Right, and that's the problem is and that so we're the, yeah. we're gauging people's lives against people's financial, and those are equally. Um, those are equal hardships, like losing someone and then losing your, your home and becoming homeless. Like it's, that's awful. Like neither one, I I don't have the answer. I don't know. And if you're homeless in LA and let's say you're healthy and you lose your job and then you end up on the streets, you might end up with the bubonic plague because we have a whole homeless issue of health issues that isn't even addressed. So again, there seems to be a perpetuation of just problem after problem, Mm -hmm. which again goes back to why this is a gray area. And the other thing too, going back to my kind of, I look at it through reason and logic, March 1st. Okay. So apparently we had the first case back in January of COVID being diagnosed in the Mm -hmm. United States. Mm -hmm. 
So why did we wait till March 1st as kind of like the starting line for all this stuff? Where was everybody through all of February? And, and that's the other thing. You talk about the spread. Well, because we... <laughs> maybe the spread... Because we have idiots who are like, no, it's not a big deal. <laughs> Thank you very much. See? And now all of a sudden it's a big deal. What if they started back then and those people that were responsible for, hey, come to our town, what if they said, no, stop right now? We might not have 60,000 dead. We might have 30,000. Yeah. And if they started from when apparently the travel ban and some of these uh, first initial steps were taking place, Mm -hmm. okay then maybe the whole issue would be different and we would be further along and we wouldn't have had to have the place that we're in now Mm -hmm. so again that's why again it comes down to who's telling you what and i think we talked about this in past episodes as far as influencers and people telling you stuff who's telling you and why are they telling you that obviously people that make masks yeah they want everybody to make to wear masks because you're making money off of wearing masks Mm -hmm. now is the health benefit there we don't know because at first we were told don't wear masks and now we're told wear masks and now it's mandatory and you might get fined and if you snitch on your neighbor then you get rewarded and it's like this crazy irrational behavior has now taken precedent. Well, I think part of that everything is what you're saying all goes down to character which is what we talk about in every mm-hmm. single episode that we just fall into like you said we who are we listening to and then how are we handling that and people become so legalistic that it just becomes stupid. Mm-hmm. See, now I'm like, for me, I'm, I'm an anti-masker. I'm a non-essential. I'm an anti-masker. I'm, I should have like a big scarlet something on my chest because I'm completely irrelevant to life right now. Uh, but out of uh, respect, when I go in, well, it's, it's kind of mandatory, but there are places I can go into the store and not wear a mask and they're fine with it. Mm-hmm. But out of respect for others, if I go into a store, I'll put on a, a bandana, a Frank Sontag show bandana at that. Um, and then... Um, if I, but if I'm out and about walking, I'm not wearing a mask. If I'm in my car, I'm not wearing a mask. If I'm, uh, well, I don't really go any place because there's no place open. If I go to a park, because I have found a park or two that have remained open, mm-hmm. which again is ironic because everything's closed down, but now I found a park or two within the city of LA that is legitimately mm-hmm. signs this park is open for physical activity. Mm-hmm. So I go there, I'm not gonna wear a mask because it's open. Right. Uh, and we keep our distance, you know, from people. Um, so again, there isn't a reason. Why the beaches are closed, I kind of get it. But then maybe we should implement things where we can open the beaches and have crowd control. So, but then, but you're going right back to your civil liberties though. Like, like I, I see that as a very mixed message because if we open things up, which, which like a beach, then what you're saying is there has to be crowd control and then people, and then where's your civil liberty? If you want to sit here and not there. Because you, you still have the ability sit- to go to the beach. But there's and you still, still have a freedom to move up and down the beach because in California we have how many miles of coastline? Yeah, I personally because, like, okay, because so again, let me ask go back, you real this, quick, real quick, and I'll let you answer. Because it would go back to then the fact that if they came out with the COVID nineteen or they or better yet, because we have a flu vaccine, then they should make mandatory everybody have the flu flu shot. Wait, I'm sorry, I got lost. Okay, so again, you talk about okay, civil liberties. Okay, we have crowd control. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so therefore that nullifies my argument, kind of. Of, of being able to go to the beach, you were saying? Mm-hmm. So again, okay, we have the flu shot. So because you don't take the flu, mm-hmm. then you should be forced to take the flu shot because then that way nobody gets the flu. That way nobody gets right. the flu. See, it's kind of that type of thing. It's like the mm-hmm. flu shot is there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's open the beaches. Okay, because really then if the, what's, what's the mask going to do? We don't know if the masks are working. We think they do, mm-hmm. but we don't know. Because people will wear gloves and then they'll touch everything in the store and then they pick up their phone with their gloves on, right. they touch their it's phone, so goes ridiculous. right to their face yeah. and now the masks do nothing. 
Right. So again, people's use of it is completely ignorant because mm-hmm. they're touching everything and then they touch their phone and then the mask comes off, the phone goes right to their face and yeah, now they're people infected. People should not be wearing gloves. So again, the whole thing is, is <laughs> asinine to begin with because, it's, because there's been no education on their problem. I see people whose noses are sticking out of the mask because they can't breathe so again right. again the whole premise is based on right. a flawed thing so again going back to that and then i'll let you pick up is that there has to be a balance and there just isn't one and it's overreach on the part of people that's destroying the lives of others and that i think is where i um objected uh, objected overreach, to it and you're talking about politicians who are destroying- well just the overreach of 3.7 million people forced to lose their job mm-hmm. and now the government has to pay for them and then again, there's some people, okay, I'll use Nancy Pelosi again, who wants, and they've been pushing this for years, they want guaranteed basic minimum income. And so are they using this to force people out of work so that they become uh, reliant on the government? Because mm-hmm. there's some people that are making more money now than they were with their job right. on government assistance, so why would they ever go back to a job? Right. And so again, I know it becomes conspiracy theorists, but these things have been out there over the years. And again, we talk about two steps ahead podcast. We're a little bit older. Mm-hmm. So younger people might not realize this, but there are these policies that you're seeing with, uh, the, with some, you know, um, policies. I don't want to use liberal, conservative, Democrat, whatever, but some politicians are pushing. They've been on the agenda for years. They just haven't caught steam. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden you have a pen. How many times have we heard? You can't let a pandemic go to waste. So we have to push these things through. Mm-hmm. You look at some of the bills that have gone by. Why do we have to? Uh, why did we have to include, you know, environmental things in in stimulus to help people that lost their job? Right. People have an agenda, right. and so it's not and a so, conspiracy theorist. It's things are being used. Don't mm-hmm. waste a pandemic. Right. And that part to me is, um, again, it goes back to character. It goes back to who we are as people, and we can have any situation. We could have a pandemic. We could have Jesus raising from the dead. We could have anything, right? And people are going to, there's going to be people who are going to take it as legalistic. They're going to take it as being a conspiracy theory. They're going to take it as being um, ridiculous or they're going to panic and they're going to become hysterical and they're going to become full of fear or they're going to become an opportunist and say, okay, I'm going to take advantage of this situation and I'm going to profit from it. There's all kinds of the ways that we handle these situations. And it all goes back to our character and we have to stop, like you said, and like be logical and look at the facts. But sometimes, you know, when, when it gets into like this fear and this panic and this hysteria that we are not okay, I think we have to do a gut check. I think we just have to do a gut check and say, okay, what is this about? We can't say here's the here's the surefire way to handle this if we wear a mask it's everything is going to be fine no it's not going to be fine just because we're wearing a mask if we lock everything down it'll be fine no it's not it's a combination of things that we have to try that there's things that we know that if we get together without masks and we're close then we're all going to get sick so that we know so how do we all this other stuff that we don't know how do we do that i I don't know, but I think that we got to start working together and not, you know, pointing so much fingers. Um, you know, I think having our, our foundation in the government, I think is, um, misguided. (laughs) I mean, they're there for a purpose. They're there to to keep us safe and give us structure and services, but it, but to put our lock, stock and barrel in the government, I, I think that is, is misguided. So, or to put your complete faith in a mask or to put your complete faith in a vaccine or to put your complete faith in anything worldly, 
is is probably misguided and going to disappoint you. And I, and I think that's probably, I don't talk about it much. I know you talk about it more than I do uh, about our faith. I think that's where my faith more comes in is that my, my, I put my belief in my faith mm-hmm. and that supersedes everything. Right. So I have a, right. So I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. And so I have, I try to have this macro view of life that, um, is yes, this is a, this is a blip. This is a very serious, this is a very deadly blip. This is causing a lot of chaos and a lot of trauma. There's depression and domestic violence and all kinds of things going on. People, you know, losing their jobs. It's awful, 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 awful. I don't know what the answer is. But I do know that this is going to pass and, and because the Spanish flu and the, the, you know, the depression in the twenties and all, or the thirties, all this kind of stuff, like we get past things eventually. Right. And so this is going to pass eventually, but we have to keep that higher focus. We have to keep that macro, like, okay, this is a hill that we're climbing right now, but now then we're going to be in the valley and then there's going to be another hill after that to climb. There's going to be, you know, whether it's another nine 11 or whether it's another disease or, or just who knows, but we have to keep our wits about us. And I think when we all start fighting against each other and saying, well, I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that and this doesn't work and that doesn't work and blah, 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 like everybody's arguing. I don't think that that, I don't think that that solves the problem. Why can't we wear masks to the beach? You can if you want. No, but open the beaches, let's wear masks. Oh, well, we, I. See, there's all kinds. That's, that's why to me it comes back to logic and reason. Because, because it's saying, not reasonable and logical. You do this, you can go to the grocery store and it's be this. And I can stand in line where nobody's six feet away from me. We're all crowded in the grocery store looking, trying to fight for toilet paper. And we're pushing each other around looking for that last roll of toilet paper. But yet we can't go to the wide open beach and wear a mask. Well, See, because, just makes because no sense. then people are saying, I don't want to wear a mask. Well, why, why are you telling me that I have to wear a mask? It's a government conspiracy. Yeah, but see, I have to wear a mask to go in the grocery store. Right. Now, I, one of these days, I would really like to fight it and, and go in and see what they'd actually do. Um, I actually walked in before I knew it. I actually walked into a store and some security guard was yelling at me to wear a mask. And uh, I didn't really understand. I, I'm assuming he was a mask because he was uh, English was his second language and it wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. And he was yelling at me for something. So I assumed it was because I didn't have a mask on. This was in the early days of mask of masking, mm-hmm. not backward masking. <laughs> um, and so um, and so I just left. You know, I went out someplace else and no big deal. Um, but, but so again, there's too much, there's, there's too many holes in the stuff that's going on and there's too many holes in what we're being told versus what is the reality of it. And it just doesn't make sense. But that's the process. That yeah. is the process that, that when we put in place a structure and we start to figure out what works and what doesn't, there was too many holes in when cars were not safe. And then every year we come out with new standards for safety and new safety airbags and new bumpers and, and, and crash, you know, collision stuff because there's holes in the first 20 generations. That's, that's the reality. That's how we learn things. We, okay, that didn't work. Let's try something else. That didn't work. Let's try something else. There was holes in the light bulb. You know, how many times did he 999 or something? There were holes in 999 of those, right? And then the thousandth time it worked. That's the process. And then he was wrong because he polluted the environment with his incandescent light bulb. But there's holes in a system in the beginning. And that's why we keep refining and keep recreating, keep innovating and keep, you know, the space shuttle exploded. Okay, let's make another one. Figure out what happened and let's make another one. That's the, that's, I get that. That's the pattern of life. A, I'm not opposed to that. But what I'm opposed to is, again, the process 
just how many other issues is it creating and we're not resolving those. It was kind of like the movie, I think it was We Are Soldiers with uh, Mel Gibson. They sent the soldiers over to Vietnam. They did not realize the mass casualty. They were not prepared Mm -hmm. for the mass casualties that were coming back. It caught them off guard. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we put everybody in lockdown. Now we weren't prepared for the mental health issues. Mm -hmm. We weren't prepared for uh, possibly obesity issues. Mm -hmm. We weren't prepared for the, okay, we're closing down non-essentials for Mm -hmm. people that need a double mastectomy. Well, you Mm -hmm. can't have one. Mm -hmm. We weren't prepared for all this other stuff. We focused on one thing. Unfortunately, it takes tragedy and and failure to learn. So then again, okay, so, and I know we got to wrap up here, but when you talk about tragedy and failure to learn, is it, then it comes down to, well, should the tragedy be the death with the COVID patient or the tragedy with the death because someone didn't get a double mastectomy and died from cancer? Hopefully neither, but that's the situation that we're in. We have an, a disease that is out of control that we are trying to harness and we are stepping all over ourselves and we're going to have to be patient in this process and there is going to be collateral damage. That's just the sucky part of life. And it is, a, a like I said, we talked about issues being black and white, but most of the time there's a lot of gray and yep. there's a gray area. And the other thing too, just so I mentioned, I'm not endorsing one party or another politically. I just happen to use people as examples mm-hmm. because those were the examples mm-hmm. that fit to the story. Well, we have to be clear. Like, yeah. It's, so, so like, for example, when you sense. see Nancy Pelosi, it doesn't mean that I'm against her or for her. Um, I just think in that particular moment, you know, her saying come here and then the next moment telling us to stay home is just so uh, hypocritical. And I think she did it out of arrogance because she hated who's in the white house. And that's the other thing we have to watch. And that's why I don't want to go down the political rabbit hole. But again, who is telling you and why are they telling you that? That's the thing you have to watch out for. And I got a big smirk on your face. It's a good thing that we're out of time because a lot to say we could go another hour just on that comment because <laughs> we could. But again, you're wrong. I'm right, and nice that's it. putting at that out at the end, so yes. I don't have time. Hey, so uh, two steps ahead podcast highlight the stuff we've stepped in, so you don't have to. Your divorce lawyer. There will be an episode 27. We've survived. And the other thing too, keep in mind, it's good to have dissenting views. You know, because again, we talked in our episode 25, which was our anniversary episode, this being our divorce episode, (laughs) that we come from two different, uh, you know, uh, dynamics as far as how we function and how we do things. And we're trying to make this show successful based on two separate dynamics. So having opposing views and opinions uh, is okay too. Again, Two Steps Ahead podcast, highlight the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. Instagram at Two Steps Ahead podcast. My personal Instagram is at Edom Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. You can also find us on Pandora, Spotify, uh, Google, Two Steps Ed Podcast, and we pop up. SoundCloud link is in our Instagram bio. Thanks for listening. Do tell a friend, and I'll let Tara have the last couple of minutes. You can find me at Instagram at Tara Hokeshiro, T-A-R-A-H-O-K-E-S-C-H-I-R-O. And uh, it all comes back to character. So we have control over how we respond. We can have control over our attitude, the way that we talk to each other. So um, please do make good choices and be nice to each other. Anything else? I still like you. Yes. And I'm still, I'm going to invite you back. It's good. It's good. We, it is very, very good to respectfully disagree. Yes. And it's very good to respectfully know that I'm right. (laughs) All right. Hey, again, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. Uh, We'll see you next time. Let yourself be great. Take your passion and make it happen. And God bless. Thanks, guys.